Welcome, I'm Luke Worsfold and this is the Lease Up Podcast. So today, my guest on the show spoke about her son and how um, his journey through addiction affected her life. And also her husband was also uh, an addict. And we spoke about learnt behaviour and how learnt behaviour can possibly play a role um, in addiction. Uh, we went, then went on to talk about um, yeah, her son's recovery further and how he's made it 13 years and how he still even struggles today. So as always, I hope you enjoy the show. Hi there. Um, yeah, my guests today will remain anonymous as always. Um, but how are you? Well, I'm amazingly good. Uh, we are talking about two lots of alcoholism. My in my husband. Uh, I mean, that started off as him being a heavy drinker which was part of the era at that time, and he was a Scot, uh, as I am also, um, but it wasn't apparent to me, and I suppose even if it had been apparent, it wouldn't have made any difference. But over the years, um, the whole relationship deteriorated, and uh, the marriage failed. I wasn't cognizant of AA or any sort of assistance. And I could feel quite um, guilty about not ha having been any help to him, but there's nothing I can do about that now. Um, as they say, it uh, the, the marriage failed and we went our different ways. But by that time, I had a nine-year-old son, and although I thought it he was quite resilient and able to cope, years after he told me that no, he didn't really cope. He, he just had put on an act. And then eventually, uh, whether it was a, a genetic thing, uh, or partly genetic, and partly perhaps, I don't know, it could be learned behaviour, you'd have thought. If it was learned behaviour, he would have learned not to do it and go the same way, but he did. Um, and... His marriage went the same, that, that was smashed to smithereens. He took most of the blame, but... Um, well, this is your son's marriage. Yeah, yeah, he took most of the blame, but uh, really his wife, she, she, was, she was quite a steady drinker, put it that way. Not, he didn't apportion any blame to her at all. And it wasn't until he said, Mom, I can't stop drinking, help me. And of course, I'm not an ex, I wasn't an expert in these things, um, but I did know of um, an organisation which didn't deal exclusively with um, 
alcohol uh, addiction or, or narcotics. It was a right across the board organisation, very small, very modest, but they happened to have a house in Dundee and I, I, um, I, I talked to my son about it and I, I said, do you want to, do you want to, us to try and uh, see if there is anything for you? And he said to me at the time, yeah, tell them that I will help with the, um, uh, the people in state of financial devastation, which this organisation um, sorted, destitution really, and people into addiction, I'll help them. However, when I explained to the... Um, organizing or the, 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 the guy who happened to be a, a, a religious uh, cleric priest uh, he said well mrs. Jones he said before you, he, your son helps us I think we will be able to assist him and within days Joey was dispatched up to Dundee from where we live down south and um, Apparently on the way, nearly never got there, nearly never got there. Uh, he was going to my sister's sister-in-law, just outside Glasgow, who was going to put him on the bus for Dundee, but she forgot he was coming. And she, he immediately went into the town where she lived and got absolutely stocious drunk. Eventually, he managed to get to, to her house. By that time, she'd remembered he was supposed to be coming. So she put him on the bus for Dundee the next day. And when he got as far as Perth, he, got, he took fright. And he said, I think I'll just get off. I'll get a job in a hotel, which wouldn't have been the best thing. Anyway, he managed to uh, withstand the thought of doing that, carried on up to Dundee. I didn't hear from him for uh, a good couple of days and to be honest, I was really terror-stricken, really, to even find out how he'd gotten on. But we did get the call from the place. It happened to be um, a house that was divided into 11 flats, uh, quite ideal, the accommodation, and then the, the, uh, the, the afflicted ones would be ferried to AA meetings, doctors, uh, and it was the turnabout that I would never have dreamt about. And the call that I got from the organiser said, well, he's here. Um, the only proviso they had was he had to be 24 hours dry. Well, I don't think he was quite dry. Um, but they said, when next you see your son, he will be transformed. And I thought, you're just trying to be 
nice and give me a bit of uh, a bump up. But it was very true. But my son was there for seven months um, and yeah, he did get right into AA. He would certainly say now that, it, well he does, he was a lifesaver. And the, the, his contemporaries that he met up with, they were all um, contributing. I mean, it's like-minded people. Um, and then after the seven months, he, uh, he said, I have to leave here, Mama, or I'll become inst institutionalised. Uh, don't know what to do. Again, I knew about... Um, uh, seat of education happened to be in Oxford and it was it had been organized again by a religious group well, years back uh, for people on the margin because I mean by that time when you you're into the throes of alcoholism you are right on the steps of marginalization everything has gone and uh, yeah, he went there. He said, "I'll I'll stay a month." Mommy said, but he never he never um, had much confidence or self esteem, and of course attributed that to him taking up the drinking big time to bolster him up. But um, when he got to the college, he said, now, I can't understand a word that the lecturer is saying, but within two weeks, he phoned me back and said that the, the um, tutor and lecturer had perceived that he had um, uh, quite um, an innate notion of things, politics, political, philosophical, uh, and the field of economics, and forecast that he was, he was potentially on the way to something better. Yeah, I think this is the thing we find a lot of time with addicts is that they are extremely intelligent and they do have great potential. Exactly. But like you said before, that self-confidence bit where they almost don't believe it. So they turn to the drug in order to bolster them up to get that self-confidence. Absolutely that. Absolutely that. He did say he worked for the five, the, the, the ten years that he'd worked, but it was fueled by the alcohol because his self-belief, well, there was nothing there. He really pictured himself to be a dummy, not achieving. I did think at the time, he appeared to me to be very lucid and bright. Um, turned out that way. I know I'm not supposed to be really talking too much about him, I suppose. It's my recovery. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just doing my best here. Um, but, yes, yeah, so... He did, he went on to achieve A-levels um, and he got a place, he got two or three um, offers of uni, university, 
which he had never ever dreamt of doing, never in a million years. So, um, have to say that yes, it, it, it set him back on the road to recovery. He's still into frequent meetings. I, I'm into the Al-Anon um, group, which again is unique. How do you find um, it's been for you to be the mother of an alcoholic and the wife to one, and also to go to Al-Anon as well? How did that work well, Quite devastating, quite devastating, really. Uh, I, uh, I was... I was psychologically broken for quite a few years, had a couple of breakdowns, amazingly have managed to bounce back uh, and at the uh, at my vintage now I'm still quite amazed and uh, ever grateful to uh, the doctors, Dr. Bill and the the other and Lois, who thought up the concept of recovery via Alcoholics Anonymous, and then then CAA thing, the groups uh, where you meet like-minded people, um, and it, yeah, I I could never have imagined that Joe would have recovered. At all, I thought he was destined to die. Um, it was quite a few devastating years. Uh, in between time that that I mean I had the normal family stuff, you know, parents not at all well, um, needing a lot of look, looking after, as well as. Um, keeping um, quite a demanding job down but yes still ever thankful to have come across the people that we did inspiring and the recovery I mean it's my son would still say he is still recovering still would like a drink uh, quite often manages um, reasonably well. And how long has it been? How long has it been sort of Well, we will say it's it's been 12, 13 years since he was in that devastating state. Uh, the seven months he was in Dundee, then he was. Uh, just about able to shake off the drink. Well, he's never had a drink since then. Um, still psychologically quite fragile. Has to keep bolstering up uh, any any assisting agency. Um, is swearing by um, mindfulness and meditation. Um, presently, I'm trying to get into the meditation, but I'm finding it very difficult. Um, but uh, I'm going to keep going with it. 
Um, yeah, as I'm sure you know, I'm a big fan of meditation. Uh, um, yes, I'd be interested, yeah, well interested to know how actually to do it. I, um, I've tried, but I, I do find it hard to um, really do it that successfully yeah. for any length of time. Yeah, well just a quick rundown if you like. Tell um, me, please. Is, um, I see it as you're sitting on the side of a motorway and you're watching cars go past right. and these cars represent your thoughts and you have around 60,000 thoughts a day so you have quite a lot of thoughts and it's not about you know standing in front of the cars and stopping them and trying to stop your thoughts it's about just sitting on the edge of the road and observing them go by and just watching and being an observer of your thoughts and I think the ability to, to do this um, especially helps with addiction because when you have that um, trigger or thought that says I need a drink or I need X, Y, Z, you know, I need to use, I need to use, I'm, I'm shit, I'm shit, all of these negative low level thoughts that we, that we do have. Um, you can just sit on the edge of that motorway and just watch the cars go past. If you like, and these thoughts, you start to understand they are like the cars that you're just watching go by. And rather than sort of becoming your thoughts um, and thinking I'm an addict or I'm a piece of shit, you understand that you have thoughts. So, you, so I, I start to see that, you know, I have a thought that is, I am worthless. That I don't own it, I am not that. It's a car that will go past. Um, and it's just happening in that moment and you can observe it and just let it go. Um, so that's generally how I, how I view it. Yeah, I, 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 I'm determined to keep, keep at it because I'm sure it would do me a world of good. Sure of it. Um, the like-minded uh, fellowship in Al-Anon, I have really found that phenomenally helpful. Because an awful lot of people... Oh, and the other thing I think I mentioned to you, um, I, I was offered an eight-session cognitive... Behavioural um, uh, therapy. Absolutely. I I thought at the time I was a bit whimsical about it, and I thought, well, what will talk do? Just talking about it, but that really was well beneficial. Well, so you cognitive behavioural therapy is a type of or therapy. Yeah. And you attended. Um, a course in the modality of cognitive behavior Absolutely, therapy. yeah. And you found that to be really helpful yeah. as well as Al-Anon as well at the same time. Oh yes, I did. I did. And I would cheerfully um, have, an, have another session. Um, uh, it, it bolstered my confidence. I, uh, I suppose, I suppose there is a genetic thing of the the lack of confidence and self-belief, which holds, has possibly held me back. Um, uh, not a lot, I suppose, because I've managed to recover much via the Al-Anon concept. Um, and if you could say sort of one takeaway that you got from Al-Anon, what would it be? If you just had to choose one. 
it would it would be to say that people that go to Al-Anon have experienced in different ways, diverse ways, different concepts of of the addiction and how it affects you. Um, people who haven't really been into it, the, their perception of the addiction is very limited. But when you're with these like-minded people, they've been there, they've done that, and they know how it feels. So, yeah, absolutely invaluable. And I didn't go for years until my son said, Mum, you need Alanon. And the classic thing was, well, why do I need it? I'm not the one who uh, had the problem, but I did realise I had a, a big problem. And going through the steps, um, etc., it, it made me look at myself, my behaviour, my reaction which was absolutely explosive when my husband was in the throes of it. As I say, I was no help to him at all. Um, I also didn't think about myself until I was in Avalon to say to myself, what would I like to do? I mean, I was quite... I smiled when the, the therapist said to me, at the end of it all, what do you think you got out of this? And I, I was quite happy to say a lot. My self-esteem uh, has, ha has increased and it has helped me. Um, I said to her, what, what would your, what's your diagnosis of how I am? And she said, existential anxiety which of course I think if you've been a mother or wife and you've, had, you've just gone through the normal things you're going to have some of that anyway but I never really, oh the other thing was and again she, I smiled she said what, she said have you got any aspirations that you'd like to do I mean probably up to that point I didn't think I should have. Why should I have at this stage in my life any other aspirations? But yeah, I did smile and she said, what about uh, relationships? And I, yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't, uh, I, you know, I was just too wrapped up in everything that I'd been used to all over those years and there wasn't any time for having as far as I was concerned, but now, now, I do try to push some of the anxiety away. Can't do it all the time, but I do say, now, what would I like to do? Uh, obviously, it's nice if you have a partner to do this and that with, but I've learned that I can have the strength to achieve 
stuff that I never ever really took on board all those years ago. As always, thanks for listening and if you enjoyed this episode, please share and I really wish you well on your journey to serenity. <laughs>